Today, pro-abortion advocates get violent over the weekend and the White House softly scolds the radicals and new details about the Hunter Biden laptop emerge. We've got all that and more coming up and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. Happy Monday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, uh, today joined by the one and only Chad Baker, <laughs> host of the Chad Prather Show. Why is that funny? Thank God. I'm the one and only. <laughs> I don't know what we would do with yeah, two of you. We don't need more of this. I don't know what we would do with two of you. Uh, and then also joined by Blaze TV contributor John Doyle, also host of Heck Off Commie. I'm expendable. There's, there's a million just like <laughs> me. not I, true at all. Yeah, no, there's absolutely not, not true. true. These are two gentlemen that we definitely, I don't know what we would do if they were cloned. We, I think we would be in we trouble. We need more John Doyles. Do I think we? we yeah, it, it'd be a, it'd be a very smart but silent place. Like John says, John only talks. I, you see, I, I'm trying to like uh, always say less than you know. That's a new philosophy for me. Hmm. Just try to say less than you. See, John knows a lot. He says the exact right things in the right amount. It's true. It, the quantity of the content. And John's he, good at that. And he does not care who he offends. And I never say anything I shouldn't say. You know, I was corresponding <laughs> with your producer this morning, and I said, uh, she mentioned that I'm going to be corresponding with a new producer, and mm -hmm. I said, oh, I'm so bad at goodbyes. And uh, they said something like, oh, yeah, I'm really going to miss hearing you, like, be an OJ apologist on this show. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, All right. Oh, wow. <laughs> that is funny. Uh, I'll have to give her a high five um, after the show. All right. So <laughs> let's Nothing's talk about happening in the world today. No, 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 no. Uh, no, not a bunch of protesters, a bunch of pro-abortion protesters lining the streets outside the homes of Supreme Court justices uh, to protest their right, to protest for their right to kill babies, which they say is some sort of constitutional right. I have yet to find it in the Constitution, but I don't know. The document's very old. It's very dusty. Who knows what's in there that we don't know about? But um, let's, let's look at a clip that we have here of the protesters outside of Brett Kavanaugh's home over the weekend. We will not go back. I see you, buddy. I don't know what they're, we, we will not go back to what? I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. um, I think these people are acting like we are actually in The Handmaid's Tale. Uh, they're not going to be allowed to take birth control or anything like that. But um, these protests, actually, they were, not, they were not just protests. There were actually also some violence, some vandalism that took place over the weekend. A pro-life group in Wisconsin called Family Action was vandalized and hit with Molotov cocktails over the weekend. Uh, we have a tweet from, here is Wisconsin reporter Alexander Schur that shows graffiti reading. If abortions aren't safe, then you aren't either. Uh, there was more graffiti that included the anarchy symbol. And, of course, the building was also set on fire. By the way, the response from the left regarding this one, left-wing reporter Carolyn Caroline Riley tweeted more of this. May these people, I assume she means conservatives, never know a moment of peace or safety until they rot in the ground. Shockingly, she also deleted that tweet shortly she thereafter. She deleted her entire Twitter account. Oh. She got an, as she of, as of this whole, taping. Nuked the whole account. That did not go the route. It rarely <laughs> goes the route you think it's going to go with the results you're expecting. Well, when you're on the left, you look, you got to 
give them a break. They don't have very many brain cells to work with. So <laughs> I, I'm done giving them a break. Honestly, I'm this whole thing. So if you watch CNN or MSNBC over the weekend, you know their rhetoric is these. This is uh, this is Christian extremism. Right. This is uh, you, what you have to do. And while showing pictures of protesters, leftist protesters, pro-abortion protesters out in front of the Supreme Court and in the streets of Washington, D.C., and then out and around. I mean, they showed a six-panel thing on CNN, and then they said, uh, it's it's religious pro-choice people. Religious pro-choice groups um, are being targeted by extreme right-wing terrorists. Y'all are the ones in the street. You're the ones chanting. You're the ones walking around half naked, tearing up baby dolls and screaming, you know, suck this bastard out of my body. Yeah. I don't quite see the correlation, but they're going to keep spoon feeding the general public this pablum to try to make a narrative. And they were even saying, you know, we see these people in the streets. This is reminiscent of January 6th. How's it reminiscent of January 6th? Those are supposed conservatives, right? Mm, now, and now you have leftist protesters out there and you're comparing them to people on January 6th. That, that, you pull the string on that and the narrative falls apart pretty damn quick. Yeah, it, you know, it is interesting, too, because, um, you know, you mentioned that they keep talking about January 6th and how it was so horrible. Uh, everyone should be jailed, I guess, forever if you ask the left. But, um, you know, you have these people who are surrounding. It wasn't just Kavanaugh's house. It was uh, Chief Justice Roberts as well, which is interesting to me because I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> that guy's basically on your side for everything, so it probably doesn't make much sense to surround his house. But, um, you know, they're out in the streets. There's a, a, a part of the U.S. code. I mean, it's supposed to be a felony to try to intimidate judges to show up at their homes Coercion. to do it right to do any of these things that they seem to be doing. And they're getting off scot free. I don't see any police officers coming, arresting them, doing all these things uh, that we're told is blatantly against the law. But we're still supposed to be screaming about a bunch of grandmas running into the Capitol waving their American flags. Yeah, because the rules don't apply to us. Hmm. Uh, or no, they don't, the apply, rules to don't them. apply to them. They apply to us, and they also like invent and play with the semantics to get us in a lot of trouble for doing things that, like, again, grandma's occupying the Capitol. We now have legitimate political prisoners in Washington, D.C., mm -hmm. but these people can act however they would like uh, with complete impunity because they're in control of the institutions and the narratives. And I think conservatives need to understand that we're kind of playing with an outdated uh, rule book. Like, we, th we still think that we can all come together and agree to disagree. And it's like, if you acknowledge that what this is is evil, which is literally people melting down at just the prospect that they're not going to be able to kill children when they would like to, then you know that evil is like fire, right? Like you have to suppress it or else it's going to spread. You can ignore it, but then it's just going to spread. You really have to be proactive in suppressing it. And that's what these people do with us. They think that we're evil because we don't want them to be able to kill babies and basically like destroy the entire country. Um, and you can even trace this back ideologically to, I think, the Frankfurt School, which is all the Marxists over in Germany. And uh, one of their like leading intellectuals, quote unquote, was this guy Herbert Marcuse. And he had this principle that he called repressive tolerance, which is literally the idea that we can be tolerant on our side, but anything that threatens our side and its progression, we have to repress because that seeks to undo our progress, which would be intolerant. So that's bad. So literally that is their like smart people way of saying like, <laughs> When we do it, it's okay, but when you guys do it, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. So we now have to decide that given that those are the rules, we have this like prisoner's dilemma where it's like, okay, maybe we should start like, you know, deploying uh, our DOJ if we ever take it back to go target these people the same way that they've done to us because otherwise it's just going to get worse until, like she said, we're all on the ground, which they would love, by the way. They would love to mm -hmm. see that mass ex execution. And then the next night you'd have people like, uh, who's the guy? 
Stephen Colbert making like little unfunny jokes about it on his talk show, and everyone would be <laughs> clapping like seals at the idea of like patriots being executed in mass, which is what they did in Russia too. Well, like this Riley chick. I mean, she can't even keep her Twitter up. I don't think she's really defending her place. I, I, I don't think that little fantasy world's going to go the way they dream it's going to go. Um, again, to your point, John. I mean, we we play quote unquote nice, right? We're not throwing Molotov cocktails. We're not spray painting the buildings. We're not burning our city to the ground. We're not storming into federal buildings. I mean. Anybody that says January 6th, I always say October 14th. I mean, it, it, there's all these things people want to keep talking about. Listen, they're, they're breaking the law. It's You're trying to coerce with threats of violence and, and these kind of things. The White House is basically silent on all of this stuff. Jen Psaki comes out talking about, well, we don't want violence and we don't want vandalism and we don't want all this kind of stuff. But you're not condemning it. You're, right. you're actually condoning it. Yeah, I mean, Samuel Alito had to be moved to an undisclosed location. That's yeah. that's how uh, that's how serious they take the threats against him. Uh, what? How much culpability do you think that John Roberts has at this point for not releasing the the opinion? I mean, we talked to Josh Hammer last week, and Josh was like, "I really think they have no choice but to just." Just finish it, be done with it, and release the opinion just so that we cannot have this this back and forth. Well, all you have to do, I think, is in, trust me, Josh Hammer is always right. So just go back <laughs> and watch that smart. episode. Uh, he'll pull some obscure thing from 1895, some precident case. You know, a lot of times when he's talking, I'm like uh, nodding, like I understand what he's saying. <laughs> Nobody I knows what don't. Josh Hammer's saying, <laughs> but it's very smart. Uh, the um, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Uh, just look at the fact that they haven't released a name of who released the memo. Right. Right. They haven't done anything. And not a single to, Democrat has come out and yeah. condemned it. Yeah. And they're not going to they're not any calls for justice in that regard. So, you know, I like what Clarence Thomas said, I think, today where he said or at least over the weekend where he said, we're not going to be bullied into this. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's not how we operate. Mm -hmm. We're not going to be bullied into this. So I like to see, you know, the the, the intestinal fortitude, at least, of a, of a, you know, a jurist like Clarence Thomas, who yeah. says, we're not going to be, you're not going to change who we are. This is, you know, this is a hill worth dying on. You know, if, if you don't, in life, if you don't have something that you know you'll die for, then is your life really worth living? You know, when you talk about, and I try to clarify on my show, I say there are people who have had abortions. I get that. People have made choices. Whether you're okay with that choice, whether you're living in some form of guilt or shame, I'm not, I'm not trying to come out and condemn you. When we condemn abortion, we're not coming out trying to condemn you, shame you, or anything like that. That's the difference between a true legitimate conservative standpoint. It's one of compassion. It's one of grace. What we're after is an agenda. We're after a narrative that says this is a this is a clump of cells. This is a protoplasmic blob. This is a mm -hmm. fetus. This is an it, not a he or a she. You know, this is something worthy of dismemberment and have its brain sucked out. You don't believe that. You, you truly don't believe that. I don't care how much you argue and, and embrace that narrative. And listen, I can get on TikTok and I can f go through reels for hours and watch people pop zits. It's just clumps of cells, Ugh. right? It's just, but you can. Right. I can watch somebody get an appendectomy. I can watch somebody get their gallbladder removed. I can go watch them do LASIK surgery on an eyeball. I can watch all of this stuff on YouTube. You can't go watch an abortion. You can't, they don't put that out there. That's not on television. You can't just go out there and watch that. You know why? Because you know it's infanticide. You know it's genocide. You know it's murder. You know it is. And you do not want the general public seeing that on a mass-wide scale. You know it. You know it. That's what I'm talking about. The people who look at that barbaric activity and say, yeah, this is where we need to pursue. When they say, well, 
we won't go back. Go back to what? Monogamy? Responsibility? Right. I mean, what are you not going back to? Right. Yeah. That's a, Well, that's a great point. And also, I mean, Roe versus Wade uh, has been th- what they would say is a, a constitutional right, which we know is not actually a constitutional right, but it's been at least a case precedent for almost 50 years now. Where have all the riots and the, and the Molotov cocktails been this whole, whole entire time? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's been this way for a while. I, don't, I haven't seen us like you might have a, a religious, uh, you know, pro-life advocate go out and like hold a sign or whatever in front of an abortion clinic. It's about it. Haven't there been a few cases of uh, like people bombing Planned Parenthoods? Yes, but I can't recall the last time that. I mean, it's been a while. There's been some. There's been some violence. There, there's been some things like that. There's over been some the past shootings. 50 years, absolutely. But what I'm saying is, as a whole. It's not because oh, yeah, we just don't do that. That's not, not, that's ma- not, it's not our a personality. Mass practice, right. That's right? not that's not our that's not we don't the, the entire never, Republican Party doesn't identify. No group has with ever that. come painted on a wall of a Planned Parenthood that I know of that says this is gonna happen to all of you. Yeah. Right. Well right. Like what we just showed. Yeah, I mean it's like it's like saying like um Westboro Baptist has also uh, done and said some horrible things and they would call themselves Christians, but like that doesn't mean that right. they get to speak for all of us. Yeah. It's funny because what he mentioned there with these people or people in general nowadays lack any conviction like things they will die for. Like people don't have that conversation with themselves. Like what's something that like I would be willing to die for? And nowadays people just don't have that. They're like, what do you mean? Like I have all these Marvel movies I want to watch and like I have all this Netflix I want to watch. Like they only can like conceptualize life as like a checklist of like all these things I want to do. But it's interesting because the people who have this attitude of like, oh, I can't have a baby right now. I'm going to kill it because I'm focused on me. These are the least interesting people you'll ever meet in your Like, they basically just sit inside all day and, like, just watch degenerate media and use drugs. And they're just, like, the most just depressing people you'll ever meet. Like, they're not going to the Coliseum. They're not composing symphonies or doing anything interesting. So it's just like, oh, I want to kill the kid almost to, like, get off probably as, like, this weird sort of power ritual. But, um... Yeah, and you know, you look at like the way we behave. Typically, you'll have like Catholics praying a rosary outside of their church, defending it from these people who are like trying to steal uh, property from within the church. And it's just, I think it's really telling when you look at how we behave towards an issue that we know is wrong, and how they behave towards an issue that they pretend isn't wrong. Yeah. Uh, all right. So when we get back, let's. I want to uh, play a couple of the protests that were happening um, in churches, in and outside of churches yesterday, of course, uh, on Mother's Day. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. So did you know that two out of three guys experience hair loss before they're 35? Yes, it's not your fault. It's the genes you were born with, but you can flip the odds in your favor and save your hair with Keeps. They have clinically proven, FDA-approved hair treatments available online. So uh, whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or take care of the hair you have, your Keeps doctor will help you select the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. Uh, You're not going to have to go to the doctor's office, wait in the waiting room. You don't got to go to the pharmacy and get something filled. Keeps delivers it directly to your door, and it's generic, so it's going to save you a ton of money. By the way, if you have any questions, you can message your Keeps doctor 24-7. You can join thousands of guys who have saved their hair. Visit Keeps.com slash Y for 50% off of your first order. That is Keeps.com slash Y, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash Y. So I want to play uh, a couple more clips, or at least this one, because, you know, we're talking about the the, the pro-abortion position, which you, you realize they've started calling it anti-abortion advocates, which I think they think is some sort of slam. I'm like, 
Yeah, sure. That's okay. That's accurate. I am very much anti-abortion. Uh, but these pro-abortion uh, advocates versus the pro-life movement and just how different, uh, I would say, like their, their personalities are. And I want to play for you this psychotic person. I, it appears to be a woman uh, outside a church in New York City uh, where she was protesting in front of pro-lifers who were simply praying. Watch. Let the terrorize Okay, that's we've we've heard enough. From, man, Cardi B has really let herself go. Uh, I want to play. So you saw the way that the uh, the left treats this. I want to play for you um, just a, the a clip where you can really just see the contrast uh, between this pro life group praying uh, and then of course the insane leftists who are just screaming and swearing. If we have uh, that clip as well. Jesus. They've got the rosaries. And then... I... Yeah, I... <laughs> are these the same people calling for the sex strike? Because I'm, I'm all in. Oh, no, they really are. It's like, are they, yeah, I yeah. don't think you're, you're, I don't think this yeah, is going to do what you I'm, think it is. I don't know what you do. You swipe left or whatever, but I'm out. <laughs> like, I don't want any of that. I, and I caught a lot of crap over the weekend for, you know, you're body shaming these people who are calling. No, I'm just shaming them. I, they should be ashamed. They should be ashamed of everything. Like, I, like you, you should really, you, this is, I don't want to have, nobody wants to have sex with you. You already weren't having sex. So you're not, you're just calling it a strike. It's nobody wants to do it with you. Anyway, right? Which is okay because we know what happens. You don't take responsibility. You wind up getting pregnant. You go get an abortion. So we appreciate the sentiment of just abstaining. So I, I go ahead, John. I was going to say I think that's a great idea. It's any yeah. young leftist women watching. If you really want to like make men mad, stop having sex with them before marriage. Be like, oh yeah, you want all that commitment? You're not going to let me kill the baby. I'm not having sex with you until we're married. Take it further. Be like, oh, Democrats, you're not going to fight for me. I'm just going to stop voting. Show you how much. <laughs> or, wait, we, we can go more. It's a good thing. I mean, you further? can. Yeah, you can be like, oh, you know, fine, no abortion. Well, then, you know what? I'm going to just stop taking birth control, too. And I'm going to show you. And, you know, we can slowly fix these women over the course of various strikes. But that one black woman was possessed by a demon. Yeah, no question. And uh, I've noticed that the crazier Christians are just the ones who actually like read their Bible more. Because I remember I used to think, like, oh, these people are crazy. And I read the Bible, I was like, oh, there it is. And it's like <laughs> the same way that like a, a woman will occupy a house and turn it into a home because that's like an environment that's more comfortable for her. A demon that occupies somebody will make it ugly because that's the environment that's more comfortable for it. And you look at these people, they're all very ugly. And it's not like, you know, they're just not the nicest looking flower in the prayer or whatever it's like they try to make themselves ugly like they're dressed that way they've got these weird you know hair things and jewelry and piercings and she's like flailing around like that woman is possessed by a demon and I am so proud to be a Catholic you know you see these guys totally stoic there 
I think the Anglican Church in the 1930s was the first uh, denomination to capitulate uh, with birth control, and then after Griswold versus Connecticut, which of course is the precedent upon which Roe v. Wade is built, mm -hmm. after that was uh, passed in I think 63 or 65, all the other Protestant denominations one by one capitulated on birth control, except Catholics. Catholics are really liberal because we're bad at reading our Bibles. However, the church at least hasn't capitulated yet, so I'm very proud. I, well, I want to I want to get back to something that you said, Chad, that I think is just it really sums it all up is that, you know, there you should have a little bit of shame if you are or a lot of shame if you are, are one of us. But I think that that's where the conversation has moved so greatly is because used to, I mean, Roe versus Wade was supposed to be, it was the whole idea was safe, legal, and rare. And it wasn't something that you were supposed to, it wasn't like a contest of who could get the most abortions. It wasn't something that you were supposed to be proud of. And now you've got this entire generation of women who really think it's like, it's, it gives them bragging rights, that they should be proud of it, that it should be celebrated. Uh, I want to play an MSNBC guest who was on over the weekend, I believe, this is Lori Kilmartin, who, again, this is just, it's, it's bizarre. It's not even that they just want the right to do it in private, knowing that it's a horrible thing and a horrible decision to have to make. This woman is like, yeah, I want to make sweet love to whoever leaked this document and then abort the kid. Watch. Here's my feeling about the leaker. I, I would like to find out who the leaker is so I could make sweet love to that person because that person is a hero <laughs> to me. Okay? And if the leaker, yeah. a lot of people are saying it could be a conservative, if the leaker is a Republican, uh, and if I get pregnant during our lovemaking, I will joyfully abort our fetus. I, I don't, it says, it said that she's a comedian, but I didn't, that wasn't funny. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the leaker. Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like Come make sweet love to me. No, the point is, the, the point is, I don't think this woman knows what making sweet love is, first of all. Uh, I mean, this is their entire this, this personality. Back to John's Loving point. killing their own babies. Would you operate with... Let's use the phrase, a demonic mindset, and that's exactly what it is, right? It, it diverges from order, it diverges from peace, it, it diverges from anything rational, it gravitates towards chaos and entropy, right? Everything just kind of starts to fall apart. Uh, that, that's why, and I'll get, I'll get theological with you for a second, so that's why, you know, you read your New Testament, it continually talks about Jesus instituting a kingdom, that is a system of government, the kingdom of God. The kingdom brings an order to it, and that order, by its blueprint, brings peace. That's why Jesus was referred to by the prophet Isaiah as the prince of peace, that's a government title bringing peace because he brings the right form of government. These people aren't operating with a governed mind. It, that's why it gravitates to chaos. It manifests itself in your, in your, in not only in the way you speak, the things you say, but your physical form. I mean, these people, again, this is a spiritual issue. People can deal with this on a, on a legal issue all they want to, legislatively, but this is a moral issue. This is a spiritual issue. And you go back to the book of Ezekiel, and we, we talk about, you know, the people of Israel who wanted to be like the nations around them, and they sacrificed their babies on the, the arms, the fiery hot, hot arms of the of the, the idol Baal, or I'm sorry, Moloch, and, and, you know, they burned their children to a crisp. 
uh, as a sacrifice to this false god. That's what's happening here, not only culturally, but spiritually in America. And I call it the cry of the blood of the innocents, right? And you can rest assured, even as the prophet Ezekiel says, you know, the children which were my inheritance is what God said. You have sacrificed to an idol and I have heard their cries. And this is what we cannot continue this type of chaos and spiritually thumbing our nose at order that God has established. I mean, the fact that you would sacrifice your own baby, an unborn innocent child in this manner, speaks to this volumes, in, in fact. This is, we become a nation under judgment. I, I don't like this, I, I sound doomsday-ish, but yeah, that's exactly what we become. Yeah. Um, John, I want to I, I want to bring this up before we go to break. The White House, Chad alluded to it earlier. The White House released a I found it to be a very like soft statement uh, from Joe Biden. By the way, this was just this afternoon because when the White House was asked Friday about all of these leaking the Supreme Court uh, justices addresses and the planned protests, Jen Psaki stood there and said uh, the White House does not have an official position on where people choose to operate and use their First Amendment rights. Now, since the weekend has transpired and they sat back and let that happen, they have said, uh, President Biden strongly condemns this attack and political violence of any stripe. The president has made clear throughout his time in public life that Americans have the fundamental right to express themselves under the Constitution, whatever their point of view, but that expression must be peaceful and free of violence, vandalism, or attempts to intimidate. And uh, Jen Psaki followed that up with a tweet that Biden strongly believes in the constitutional right to protest, but that should never include violence, threats, or vandalism. I didn't see anything about, like, not standing outside Supreme Court justices' houses. Yeah, I mean, they're just saying that to save face, but of course, actions speak louder than words, and mm -hmm. if they wanted to stop this, they could. They could ping cell phones, we have footage. They could have arrested any of the people who were rioting over the, the summer in 2020, but they didn't. But then again, we have grandmas going into the Capitol, and we've made, like, hundreds of arrests. They had billboards in every state in the country saying information on, you know, the 1-6 people. Contact this number. Like, they actually used their effort uh, to go after those people because they were politically dissident. These people, they can't be seen being the ones with the blood on their hands, and so they have these people being their paramilitary wing, you know, Antifa, Black Lives Matter, these pro-abortion people. They're the ones who do this for them so that they don't have to, and they can say, oh, we don't condone this. By not enforcing the laws and maintaining order, you are, in effect, condoning this. And uh, I really, I don't think it can be overstated how much all of this is a consequence of just like miserable women because in my no seriously in my opinion like wrong. the most beautiful thing in the world is like a, a feminine woman who is allowed to be in touch with her femininity I think these women are miserable because we have so many weak men that have made it so they have to occupy this like androgynous state where they're not allowed to flourish and women because they're crazy will like literally go as far as to kill their own baby just out of spite for their fathers who have failed them or for the men in society who are supposed to be strong leaders or strong husbands who have also failed them if every woman was coming home not to leftover pizza and cats, but to Chad Prather, That's we would have, it's literally a fact. They would not be going outside killing their babies. They would be fulfilled. They'd be wearing dresses. They'd be going to the gym. They'd be in shape. But we don't, we have too many Brian Stelters, not enough Chad Prathers. <laughs> That's the problem. Yeah, so I, told you, to I told you we need more John Doyles in the world. Right there. <laughs> no. All right, all right, all right. Hey, just go with it. <laughs> right. We've got to take a quick break first. We want to thank <laughs> new sponsor of the show. I'm really, really excited about this one, Healthy Cell. So, uh, 
uh, look, you guys take vitamins, but have you ever wondered if those vitamins you're taking every day are actually working for you? There's actually more than 240 million Americans who are taking their supplements daily in pill form, but you don't realize this. You're not getting the results that are promised because you're not absorbing the nutrients properly. There's a new type of dietary supplement that will absorb into your body far better. It is called Healthy Cell. This is a new ingestible gel. It tastes great. I use it. Uh, I have a bunch at home, and I love the taste of it. It also, as an added bonus, has 165% more absorption than pills. It uses this new technology called Microgel to deliver maximum absorption. So old-fashioned tablets, capsules, and powders, they contain a bunch of ugh, synthetic binding glues, fillers, and coatings that can irritate the lining of your stomach. On the other hand, Healthy Cells Microgel suspends soluble, ultra-absorbable nutrient particles inside a natural gel made of gut-healthy ingredients. It's got soluble fiber, citrus pectin, uh, acacia gum, and water. It doesn't have any artificial sweeteners, flavorings, or colorings, and it's non-GMO, gluten-free, and vegetarian for those of you who follow those diets. So it's good for virtually everyone. They've got a bunch of different, they've got a REM sleep one that I use. It's amazing. They've got a, uh, a multivitamin. They've got one for focus and recall. They've got all different sorts. So you got to go to the website, check it out, get you some. It is amazing stuff. Visit HealthyCell.com. That is Healthy, C-E-L-L.com. Use code NEWS for 20% off of your first order. We would be remiss if we didn't uh, talk about Hunter Biden and what is going on with his laptop saga. So the uh, what was this? This is the shop owner who got the laptop in. His name is John Mac Isaac, and he is publishing a book about the night he met <laughs> Hunter Biden, which, quite frankly, after reading this, this is an exclusive over at the New York Post that you can go read. Quite frankly, after reading this, I read this whole article and I was just like, when can I buy how, this book? Wait a minute. How how do how do you write a book about somebody dropping their computer off at the shop? Well, how can you make a book out of that? It's it's funny that you ask that because he talked about uh, Hunter when he came in right before closing time. He smelled like alcohol. He if was this, like staggering. should be like a fear and loathing in Las Vegas, yes. like some big acid trip. Turn right? it into a movie, too, please. Yeah. I would totally watch that movie. <laughs> uh, he said he looked older than me but had a surprisingly high-pitched voice, which I loved. An air of entitlement radiated off of him. And so he came in and kind of stumbled in drunk is the idea and said he brought in three laptops and said, and said, I need the data recovered off of these, but they all have liquid damage and won't turn on. Turns out, of course, it was Hunter. Whenever the guy, the shop owner, asked him for his last name, he uh, he acted like kind of miffed that, like, oh, well, you don't know who I am. And so he said Biden. And <laughs> so he asked for permission for, to, for the password. And I look, I, I'm sure I can't say it on this program, but it's just a very messed up uh, password. But here's the a, thing. If, if that password, and it's <laughs> anal F69, F69. <laughs> you, you get the point of what it is. I mean, if that were I mean, no one Donald would guess that, Trump I guess. Jr., yes. it would be everywhere. Yes. Thank you. Yes. It would be, I mean, Donald Trump at 3 a.m. tweeted Kafefe. <laughs> I mean, whatever that is. That was a scandal. It's all it. We're still talking about it. Yeah. Can you imagine if Don Trump Jr. goes in there, turns in a laptop, and his anal blank no, 69? I, that, that would be wall-to-wall -wall coverage for I, years. 
So, uh, not to mention just that password, but the pictures of him in the weird Doing like the underwear hippity, pictures. Hippity the, yeah, no, yeah mm-hmm. the pictures of him with drug paraphernalia, um, the the weird income documents that he had. Uh, there was like all which, of the years of his again, earnings. That's and, where we're. That's what matters. Right. He's doing freaky dicky stuff. Now, if he's doing pedophilia and stuff like that, I, I don't know. But it, that's that's another story. But you know, I said a long time ago, you say what you want about Hunter Biden. He knows how to party. But this stuff, when it starts talking about 10 percent to the big guy mm-hmm. and things like that, this is what that's what we got to get to the needy greedy. Well, I mean, do you remember when they tried to attack the Trumps for their what was it for their nonprofit? Yeah. And that was supposed to be a giant scandal that they were misusing well, funds from their nonprofit. And how much it's money like, Ivanka made in her business, right. her clothing business, you know, and, and which uh, they don't talk about the fact that she set all that aside right. in order to work at the White House. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything was supposed to be a scandal when it came to the Trump family. Now you have an actual scandal and you have this guy who turned everything over to the FBI. Thank God that he saved copies and gave them to other people. He's like, I thought these were really messed up. So I turned them over and still we don't hear about any of it except from The New York Post, who, by the way, gets like deplatformed off of social media for showing it. Hunter had to be hammered to forget yes. the laptops. Right. He didn't go back and pick them up. Oh, you, you probably, have to know he, he didn't remember going there. No, he doesn't have a clue. Yeah. I mean, he does now, but he's like, oh, crap. And where I, I should have thought it? of that place. I mean, I woke up on the couch this morning. Don't really remember how I got there. I, much <laughs> less what I did with my computer. John. <laughs> that's just tequila. <laughs> yeah, that's not all the things that Hunter was no. mixed up in. <laughs> I'm just tired of being hated in my own country, you know? What do you mean? What do you mean? Like the double standard. That's not just like, oh, we just got things confused. It's because they hate you. Like every time, whether it's stuff like this, where they have to manufacture like, oh, well, an anonymous source said Donald Trump had like a Russian hooker pee on him. That's (laughs) wall-to-wall coverage. Literally, actually things that are worse than that within the Biden family. I mean, this kid, well, not kid, his son exists as basically uh, a way to facilitate bribery. And then he's also doing very degenerate things that we couldn't even probably discuss at length on this show. And it's like they literally suppressed the story. They said actively that's fake news. That's not true. And then, true. you know, the, retrac- the retraction always gets like five tweets. Yeah. But, you know, the, yeah. the initial coverage gets like, uh, you know, a million tweets. And it's like or even you'll, you'll see videos of like every day. Uh, Youths in major cities ransacking stores, but a couple white grandmas go into the Capitol and it's like they call it, they compare it to 9 11, 1 6, and they're terrorists, they're on watch lists, they're being arrested, and it's like it, you can't, at a certain point, you have to stop thinking, like, oh, they're just, the government's so incompetent, they can't get anything right. It's John, like they just you're hate making it. a perfect yeah. point, though. I mean, you see, the, this is coercion, this is intimidation tactics. If the federal government won't do something to protect, Supreme Court justices, they're sure is not going to do anything for us. Yeah. They don't love us. They don't care about us. They're not here to protect us. You know, how many people are walking around with an ankle bracelet on because they happen to be in Washington, D.C., within a quarter mile of the Capitol steps on January 6th? Yeah. Political prisoners in Washington, D.C., they, they haven't been indicted for anything. There's no charges that have been brought. Um, you know, why aren't we discussing Dinesh D'Souza's got the whole 2000 Mules movie that's come out. Why aren't we discussing these things? Why can't we discuss these things? We're not allowed to yeah. talk about them. Yeah. Uh, all right. We've got uh, we've got more to come, but let's try, take a quick break. We'll be right back. And I'm mostly pissed that Dinesh can get indicted. I want to go. Thank you. 
Walt Disney, the Walt Disney Company, has repeatedly donated to an organization that infiltrates public and private schools with LGBT ideology. This is according to Disney's Pride Collection webpage. They announced that they donated a portion of its 2022 Pride Collection funds to the organization GLSEN. This is G-L-S-E-N, among other global LGBT organizations. Uh, in 2020, they announced that it would donate $100,000 to GLSEN. And apparently, Disney's 2022 funds will reportedly create new LGBT-oriented Programming. So their Disney's Pride page uh, actually dubbed Glisten a leader in, quote, educational equity, end quote, and stated that the organizations have collaborated together for more than 20 years. Um, they this is the organization, same organization that is crafting, uh, you know, political activism, LGB activism into K through 12 uh, curriculum. Um, they craft school policy guides. They craft teacher training for schools nationwide. This is not what you would call a great organization uh, to trust with your children. And here we are. This is the the staple, the 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 American staple for where you take your children on vacations. And they are, I mean, way more infiltrated than people thought, I think, into this particular uh, activism. Mickey is a freak. We know this. <laughs> They are. They're very deep. And listen, we just keep you keep giving them enough rope. I, I said on this show four years ago when I first started at the Blade, I said it's a house of cards that give it enough time, it will fall in on itself because it's built on a bad fault line. It's it's, it's structurally these things are. You keep pushing that pendulum that far. I'm telling you, it's going to come back. It's mm-hmm. going to bite you, and that's what they're starting to see. These things, we're just seeing a little bit. We're just seeing tip of the iceberg stuff right now. It's, it's going to come, I'm telling you. And when it flows out, history is not going to be kind to these people. Lord, I hope so. John. Um, well, yes. I was just going to say that, you know, like... John's, wow, John's choosing his words carefully. Good steakhouses don't have to advertise, right? Everyone just knows this is good. They don't have to dress it up. When you get away from all the rainbows and parades and dancing and fun, you really just have to ask yourself why people whose entire identity is centered around anal sex and genital mutilation want to spend so much time with your kids. Mm -hmm. You know, straight people create more straight people by having sex. Gay people create more gay people by grooming children. That's just the way it works. You know, you've had millions of dollars over the course of the last 50 years poured into grants and research trying to find what they call the gay gene. They've never found it. You can get into some biological arguments with, like, prenatal hormone exposure, like kids who have, you know, a disproportionate amount of estrogen if they're boys, for example, are more likely to become gay or sexually deviant. But ultimately, it literally is impossible for it to manifest without some sort of environmental influence, which is typically some form of trauma or grooming. That's what this is about, like literally grooming your children, which is going to lead to a life of despair. And the way this entire system works is by creating this victimhood narrative where you're not allowed to question anybody's amount of despair. Oh, you've had it so hard because you're black. You've had it so hard because you're an immigrant or whatever. So it's like if you can get kids to become a part of that, then for the rest of their life, they're going to vote for you or support whatever you're doing because your entire thing is we're going to get those those mean conservatives because they're the reason you're depressed. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it's evil. Yep. Well, it's it's interesting because they keep doing this. You, we keep seeing the left double down on all of this uh, gender ideology and you know critical race theory. All of these things that parents are unanimously striking down. We just saw 
here in Texas, uh, candidates running on opposition to this type of ideology, critical race theory, gender fluidity, social emotional learning, uh, they all dominated school board elections in DFW races. Um, by the way, shout out to Patriot Mobile. They donated $500,000 to a pro-parent PAC that was able to help these uh, particular candidates win these races. And uh, Tarrant County, this includes Fort Worth and has a population of over 2 million Conservative candidates won at least 10 of the 11 open seats, uh, and Tarrant County is about 30% Hispanic, and it did in 2020 tip for President Biden. So these are these are seats that we are flipping because the left is going all in. In Tarrant County, also for the first time in its history in 2018, went blue for O'Rourke over Cruz. So that trend mm. happened in 18 and 20, and now maybe we're seeing this flip back. That's home for me. It'll be interesting to see what they do for the governor's race then. Yep. With with O'Rourke being yep. on the ticket because he has been very I mean, you saw him with the don't mess with trans kids t shirt on. I mean he's he is going all in on all this stuff too. Well they all are. I mean it, it, this is a thing that's it's it's a frightening deal that you know, I there's a TikTok video that's out there right now of a fifth grade teacher who says all of my kids, after they, you know, they leave my class, they all come back to me, and, and they're all queer now because I'm queer. This yeah. is her words. She said, you know, we play this game, you know, pick out which character is gay and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, why are you, you've got eight-year-olds, nine-year-olds in your classroom. You know, I, if you're doing math word problems, you don't have to talk about Gretchen and her girlfriend Amanda and what time the train gets into the station. I mean, that's not education, but right now they're pushing for what they're calling, a, you know, um, all-encompassing sex education or... Uh, you know, that means they're going to they're going to put sex education in math class and science class and in reading class and you know, everything. They're disguising it under behavioral health or mental health, whatever. Um, this this is where we're at. So what John's saying is is absolutely right. This is grooming. They're, they're creating a culture of oppression. And we've got to go after the bad guy who's kept you down for so long. The Democrats have been playing this thing for a long time. They did it with the black community. Now they're doing it with, a, you know, hypersexualizing the children yeah. and, and growing the next generation. They're playing the long game on this regard. So I hope Tarrant County, I hope it does flip back around. We'll see. Because it is happening, folks. You could say, nah, it ain't happening. It's happening. It's happening. I don't think parents so far not willing to tolerate it. Yeah. John, and last word. I'm really worried about whether or not we're going to capitalize on this momentum, too, because people just aren't having children as much. So, like, 10, 15 years from now, if we try to run this back, it's like that same sort of, like, mama bear energy is just going to be dissipated. So we need to capitalize on it and Have double babies. down on, like, Hispanics, yeah. too. Like, we've been trying to win the Hispanic vote by, like, appealing to immigration, whatever. You want to win the Hispanic vote, these people are, like, comically homophobic. Like, that's the way to do it. They do not like all of this stuff. So if you just start broadcasting, like, videos like that, that TikTok well, in their neighborhoods... They're pro-life, but they're also very homophobic. And, like, they would turn out to, you know, I was going to do an impression, but I won't. But it's like, this is just, this is an important issue. And, and we can use <laughs> black people, too. You know, every weekend of my childhood, I was in the black churches in Detroit working on their instruments with my dad. And uh, he would always talk politics with the pastors. And uh, he would, you know, oh, so what do you think about all, you know, the Trump stuff? And they'd give, you know, a very sort of basic answer about, like, left-wing economics, helping the community stuff. And he'd be like, well, what do you think about all the GBLTQ mm -hmm. stuff? This is a quote. The guy would just go, oh, you mean the queers? Like, they just do not have tolerance for that. That's why I keep saying all your pronoun issues and your gender stuff and all this kind of stuff. You keep opening the borders up. I promise you, you're going to see something you don't like in terms of inclusivity. Yeah, yeah. They don't play that true. game. No, they do not. Uh, all right, we've got to take a break. We'll be back. But they do want free everything. Minorities? 
there. No, illegal. If you liked what you saw, and you know you did, if you haven't yet gone over to where you get your audio podcasts, you got to go over there. Subscribe, rate, and review the news and why it matters. Uh, direct your, you know what? You got to direct people there. Make, make sure that they know that it is, you can hear the whole thing for free because you never know when you might have another episode like Friday's where we had to, like YouTube was censoring the entire uh, first segment when we talked about the vaccines and we could only put it behind the paywall at Blaze TV if you want to watch video, but then audio version on podcast. So make sure that you subscribe and uh, you may see a review read live on air like the one today from politically homeless scientist who said, wonderfully entertaining and relevant. I always enjoy this podcast because it is both informative and entertaining. I get a lot of satisfaction listening to this at work as a public high school teacher. There are still some of us not trying to indoctrinate your children. We appreciate you. Thank you for being in the lion's den and trying to save our children. Uh, we all, I think we all know that you guys exist and we appreciate you so much. Uh, thank you for leaving your review and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.